0: beautiful people and welcome to the mojo mecca podcast a hub for the exploration of ritual poetry plants and purpose we are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth for the love of living in a sustainable way for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo for vulnerability for thriving and for joy Thank you so much for being here, I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. In this conversation, I'm diving into the world of my beautiful sister Sigrid Tassius. She is a self-empowerment coach, a yoga and meditation teacher, and an incredible writer. So she's just released a super special collection of her poetry in the form of a book called Intimacy Within, So we chat about that whole creative process and how it all came to be. So as I mention a lot through this podcast, Sigrid for me is a really incredible example of the power of surrender, reverence and unconditional love. I really see her practice that. So we speak about this and how these powers are infused through her daily life and what tools she draws on to help her thrive best. She truly is a woman in service to the earth, and I love her for this. So enjoy
1: this episode.
0: Um,
1: I was born in Barcelona, and uh, when I was two years old, I moved to the Dominican Republic, and I had a beautiful life in there. It's a beautiful island. My parents introduced me to holistic health and yoga when I was very young. So that's been part of my life a little bit since I can remember. However, I did lose connection with all of these holistic practices, although my mom and my grandma had always been showing me that path, to put it somehow. Um, and I found myself in Barcelona later on, having a nine-to-five job and living a life that was a little bit disconnected from all of that, let's say. And one day I just started to have anxiety attacks and that saved my life really because I feel as if I was definitely very disconnected. I wasn't in alignment. My actions, thoughts and feelings weren't aligned at all. And I was carrying a lot of pain, a lot of pain and fear through life. And having anxiety attacks was kind of the catalyst for me to transform. It was kind of like I had no option. All of these years that I was disconnected from everything that I knew was good for me, I had somehow found the way of avoiding myself or running away from from the truth. But then... Anxiety came and she knocked on my door and she was like, Well, I'm here to stay. (laughs) Either you change and look at what's not going right, or or you do so. (laughs) So it kind of like took me in that path, and I was feeling so bad about everything, with so much fear, so much stress around life at that time that I started to really look within. So I Got connected again with my meditation practice and my yoga practice, and I had a life coach and a mentor, and started to really get to understand who I was and what I wanted to do. So, I've always had a lot of love for and respect for the earth that we live in, but yeah, I guess fruit from the disconnection, I wasn't really looking at how the actions that I was. My actions and my thoughts and my words were impacting other people, other beings and the Earth. So that was just a um, very big transformation that I got taken on, and I started to live in more alignment. So I guess that's how I ended up doing what I do. Love it's always been my subject. It's always been something that calls a lot my attention, no? My parents divorced when I was three, so I started to ask a lot of questions around love. I was like, wait, how can two people that loved each other so much now no longer love each other? How can two people that were so in love that wanted to have children together now do such harmful things to each other? Um, how... It was just a a subject that really called my attention all the time. So when I connected more with myself, I connected with that love, um, with that passion for love, love within, and therefore love towards the outside as well. So I guess that's how I've ended up where I am now, just really in a journey of self-inquiry and trying to support others to really find that love within as well.
0: So beautiful. It was really good to to hear that story again, because I feel like you've talked a bit about your journey, but I feel like you just explained it in such a a beautiful way. And it made so much sense as to why you are the person that you are today. And we've known each other for, it feels like so long, but it, it hasn't really been that long. But <laughs> but we're really close and I'm so inspired by you and I just yeah we've been talking about doing this podcast for a few months since I had the vision to create a podcast so I'm super happy that it's actually coming together and yeah I just I so feel all of that that you were just saying um through that journey and I just my perception of you is is that that unconditionally loving being and I just see Mm -hmm. and this is why I wanted to talk to you and I guess the kind of direction I wanted to go in is because I really see you as being this person who can really transmute anything into love I just see you grow and shift and evolve and move anything that comes in your path back to love and back to yeah, just back to that vibration of love and gratitude. And you're such an incredible, strong woman. And you have so much to teach about um, love and the unconditional quality of love. And yeah, I'm so happy that you've released the book now and that you're stepping further out in the world to share that message because it's so powerful and so needed. And um, yeah, it's, it's a huge one also to grasp. I don't I guess, yeah, we are real humans, and it's like we reach that in some moments, but then it can drift away again. But um, I just see you being a beautiful example of, um, and I see you as being that in my life of just, yeah, you just have such a strong, reverent, incredible relationship to life and to the earth and to yourself. And yeah, it's really inspiring.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Me too. Um, So I'd love to know about your journey with poetry and why you feel like that's an expression that you have been leaning into and I guess collecting all of that poetry into into a physical form, into a book. I'd love to just know about your process of writing poetry and and also why you felt to
1: compile all of that into a book. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I would like to share a little bit of how I started writing as well because it really comes into context. I've always loved words. It's been, for me... Um, just a beautiful way of expressing emotions and art and creating. And since I was a kid, I was fascinated by how two words with the same meaning could bring such a different vibration or, or emotion to a sentence. Right. So I started writing songs when I was about six years old. And then I started writing poetry, but something happened when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And i don 't need to go into the story, but I felt a little bit ashamed or guilt guilty sorry, for the type of poetry I was writing and I stopped writing poetry, and I went straight away into writing articles and just being a little bit more um, mind based right and Something that you possibly know about me is that i 'm also very passionate about languages and that's something that that again came from that love towards right so when i was a kid i told my mom that i wanted to learn all languages in the world because i wanted to be able to go into to go to any place in in the world and understand everybody because where i'm from barcelona we are bilingual with both catalan my mother tongue and spanish and i remember this one time there was something going on in TV and it was in Catalan and it had subtitles to Spanish. I think it was Spanish television channel, whatever. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, wait, but they're they're missing the essence, the beauty of what it's been actually said in Catalan, because obviously I could understand both languages. They just missed it. They missed the point, the beauty of it, it's gone. And it's just, rational talking and i was so upset about that that i decided that i wanted to learn all languages because i didn't want for anybody to try to express their emotions to me and for me to miss the magic or the beauty of these words through the translation so i taught myself a few languages and i just had this goal for many years i was just passionate about learning all of that but then as as you know i speak seven languages and then i started to speak deeper the language of the heart and then i understood how useless sometimes words can be because i had put all this effort all this time through years to learn all languages and then when i understood the language of the heart how we can communicate just through vibration through a look through a touch, through even just being far away, we can communicate without even having to to know if the other person is hearing us or or hear something back from them. So as I started to understand more and more how that love language means, I started to I wouldn't say care, but kind of yeah just just have that thought of well in reality, words are actually so limiting to what we can possibly feel, imagine, or want to express. So poetry, I think, is the way in which you get closer, closest, maybe, to that, to the capacity of expressing emotions and feelings from the heart. because. I don't think you can write poetry from a mind space. You can probably try, but I reckon people reading it could also realize that the poetry is not coming from a pure space of the heart. So the way I have experienced writing poetry is one from a space of nothingness. And then in that nothingness, I say always, I don't write the poetry. I channel whatever needs to come through from my heart, from the universe, whatever you want to call it. So that's why I'm so happy about sharing all of these poems because they come from a space that's way beyond or separate from the programming and the condition and the pollution that's present in my and all of our minds. But rather it comes from a space of just pure, pure heart. So last year, I hadn't written poetry for so long, right? And last year, after an Ayahuasca ceremony, I was sunbaking in my friend's deck and these poems just came through me. It, it might sound weird to someone that hasn't experienced it, so I, I apologise for that, but it is what it is. It just came through me. I just had these, these visualisations of something and. I can't explain how, but the things that I, was, that I was imagining were coming through as words. But I couldn't think of the words, they were just coming. So I just grabbed my computer and started writing without even actually looking at what I was typing. And that was a, that was a very crucial moment of my life because it's the moment in which my heart started to speak again. So all these years of learning, Languages and learning words and meanings and rational concepts and all of that that it's very helpful But it had also somehow taken me away from Allowing my heart to speak all of that softened and then my heart was able to speak again and Something that I'm very grateful for and definitely put me in a very vulnerable position because I spoke about love and about very deep realizations, about my relationship with the plants, about self-pleasuring, about erotic desires. So for me to publish that, to make it public, um, it was definitely a journey of, again, allowing my heart to know that it was safe to be vulnerable. It was safe to be exposed in that way because somehow that was just medicine and i couldn't keep it to myself because it wasn't for myself because it didn't come from myself therefore i had to share it i was just a messenger so yeah this is how my book came about Mm. and i yeah i
0: share um, your same reverence and connection to these plants and I'd love for you to speak about how you feel like working with these sacred plants has really helped you to connect to your heart because you just shared about um, yeah it working with ayahuasca helping you to really um, let that channel flow again and there was a like a monumental moment for you to just let a poem fall straight out of you from wherever it, it needed to come from. And I I definitely feel that's been the case for me too. So I would love for you to speak. Um, yeah. If you want to speak to that and that relationship and that um, why you feel like that's been an important um, facet of
1: your world. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I feel a little bit vulnerable speaking about this because because it has been so How to express this. There are so many people that aren't definitely in, that don't want or don't have in their interest the best of humanity and the best for this earth and these people are talking and saying things about these practices these plants that are completely untrue and are very toxic and and it's actually very sad to hear the things that you sometimes hear and however yeah i i try to keep all these practices a little bit to myself because of how sacred they are but I agree that probably they we should be sharing a little bit more about that so that others can feel safe and inspired to dive into the plant medicine world because it can do so much not just for them but for humanity and for the earth my experience with the plants without going too deep into what my experience has been is I was telling someone the other day, it doesn't matter how great teacher, facilitator, coach, writer I can be, there is only that much a human can do. There is only that much a human can teach or support others with. And then there's the plans. And the plants basically have been in this earth for way, way, way longer than us. That means that they carry complete, pure and ancient wisdom and knowledge that we will never be able to achieve. We will never be able to even comprehend, even like reach the there's no way. So my experience with them or thanks to them and their teachings Has been a complete transformation, and I have let go of any fear that was. I mean, of course, I'm still a human, they still come back sometimes, but the fears that weren't mine were rather given to me by a society that has been created to pollute our minds, to keep us afraid and disconnected, so that we keep slaved, we keep being slaves. And thanks to these sacred teachers, I have been able to discern between what it is that I truly believe, that I truly want, that I truly feel, that I truly think is true, and all the concepts that were created in my mind due to a lot of wrong information that I was given. So if we think about it, we're exposed to so much information every day that we can't even pick what we're taking and what we don't. And we can't even process it. So a lot of this information just goes straight into the, our subconscious and completely shapes the way in which we experience life. So I think what the, one of the things that these teachers, planners and do for us is learning or helping us to clean all of that mess in our heads, helping us to let go of the fear, let go of the pain and let go of the conditioning of the, and just remember, remember who we are and we are love. We are just an endless source of love and light. We are the universe experiencing itself through us. So there's nothing to fear ever. And that's what I've experienced thanks to, to diving deep into this world is that I have let go of a lot of fear and I've connected with my true self, which is that one that you so lovely and simply were talking about. That's someone that lives in reverence and gratitude and love and I couldn't have done that without these teachings. And I have I have had life coaches and mentors and yoga teachers. Obviously I've done yoga and meditation teacher trainings. I've been to Tony Robbins and like I've done it all. Self development. Yes. Then sit with the teachers. These are the true teachers for me. So I obviously aim to become every day a better leader and better coach yoga facilitator, meditation teacher. However, there's only that much I can do. And, and I am also grateful for that humility, for that knowing that I'm here to do what I'm doing. I'm here to support others into finding that self-love, that self-empowerment and really bring into fruition all of their dreams because we really need conscious leaders, leaders that care about this earth and, That's what I find they have helped me the most with just tapping into that. Well, I have to get over my fears because this is not about me anymore. Like, yes, life is about me. However, what am I here for? And what breaks my heart the most? Seeing human suffering, seeing animal suffering, seeing this earth polluted. So the plants have given me the strength of getting over my own little ego issues to tap into the big goal, which is let's do this as a community, as a family, as a, you know, as a whole. So I don't know if I'm making much sense anymore.
0: <laughs> mm, no, so but, beautiful. I'm yeah. I share all of that with you. Um, yeah. I was just reflecting as you were speaking also about just yeah, about the reverence that is created. And I just feel like that space of ceremony is just, it really brings you into that state where you understand that everything is such a blessing. And particularly when we're working with the elements and honouring the elements, it just, it yeah, for me, it's just transformed the way that I see water, the way that I see fire, the way that I see plants and all of creation you know it just puts you into that state where you you just you begin to just see everything on a deeper level and a more
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah a more sacred level if you want to say it in that way but it's just yeah you yes. you had that experience of really seeing all of that as um all of the elements as teachers and healers and you know and then you can begin to you know I just feel like the messages I've got is like you just need to go out and walk in this way and share in this way and I just yeah I I feel like a lot of people come to that similar um conclusion after working with these plants and in these sort of ceremonies it's like you know they just kind of wake us up to the fact that we've got work to do you know we've got we've got mm-hmm. stuff to create in the world we've got you know so much to recalibrate and um we've signed up obviously to do this and <laughs> said yes to the mission so it's yeah i I feel like the plants just really remind you of that and allow you to remember that this is what you're here for and Just go out and create, go out and do it, go out and shine. You don't need to be afraid. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I had this um, one moment I remember last year. I think I was actually speaking to you. And I had this, this, let's, let's call it idea coming through. And I knew it wasn't coming from my mind. It, was, it must have come from the heart, no? And I always say that the universe speaks to your heart. So if we go back to what I mentioned, that we are the universe experiencing itself through us, and for everyone that has not done plans, I guess it can relate more to that universe or the concept of life or maybe some people got. And it speaks to our heart, right? So I remember having this Very clear knowing that I had to do this one thing, and my mind was freaking out. I was like, But what if I get rejected? What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? What if blah 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 blah? And then I remembered a moment in ceremony, and I was like, This is not about you, and it is completely about you. But the thing that we understand as you or me in this society tends to be the ego, right? So it's not about these fears. If you've received that message or that knowing, if you know in your heart that you need to do this thing, you should never allow the fear in your mind to stop you from it because then you're not allowing life, the universe, God, Mother Earth, however you want to call it, to flow through you. Then we find ourselves in this space of like, I'm not doing what I love. I don't like how my life is going. I'm not having enough money. I'm not passionate about this. My relationship isn't working. It's like, well, yes, because you're listening constantly to your mind and your mind fears. Your mind doesn't think that you are enough. Your mind doesn't think that you can do it. So listen to your heart. What is your, the feeling in your chest, in your body, your breath? What is it telling you? So I guess like all these lessons that we learn in ceremony, I always say ceremony is just a workshop for life. So we learn so much and then we take it into any situation that we experience in life. So that's why it's so powerful. You spend a night with the medicines and you have a blessed life for 20 years.
0: (laughs) So it's pretty
1: epic. So what about for
0: people who, you know, maybe this concept seems really beautiful, but they've never really experienced that feeling of what it, of the journey from the head to the heart and listening to the heart rather than the head. Cause it, it can be very challenging, you know, I mean, for all of us really, if we're caught in the mind a lot, it can be really challenging to drop down into the heart space. So do you have any things that you like to do when you're too much in your head or that you'd recommend for people um, just really wanting to live more from that way, that part?
1: Definitely. First of all, meditation is one of our best friends when we want to achieve that. However, I understand that for a lot of people, meditation is something that seems boring, something that they can't do. They think they have too many thoughts. They can't sit down still. And I I encourage everyone to try. it. There's, thousands, there's many, many different styles of meditation and they really help you in that journey towards going inwards and finding that inner bliss. However, for people that can't seem to find the drive to meditate or people that want an extra tool, yoga has been an amazing ally for me. And it can be yoga, it can be any other sort of sport, exercise, um, moving. So basically, when we exercise, and I believe yoga to be the best alive, but as I said, any sort of fitness, surfing, whatever resonates with you, what it does for us is helping us to get grounded in the body. So when we are doing physical activity that requires us to make some sort of effort, we are being required to focus in our breath. And by, being, by bringing the focus to our breath, we are therefore not having space to be in the noise in our heads, right? So even just breathing, sitting, and doing a few breathing exercises for those who don't want to even exercise, um, that's just very powerful. I think the breath is... The biggest ally to go through anything in life, really. Um, when I was having the panic and anxiety attacks that I mentioned before, that's what helped me the most. And yes, I had a life coach and a mentor and I did yoga and I meditated and I did naturopathy and acupuncture and everything that I could do. But breathing was just was just. I don't even know how to call it, it's, it's just so powerful. So I would encourage everybody to just sit and, and breathe. It takes nothing really. Just become conscious of, of your breath, become aware of your breath. And then in that space, you will find that there is a lot of noise in your head that can be softened, just by bringing your focus to something else a lot of the noise in our heads is completely unnecessary and it's just there to take us away from the true experience of life it's just there to trick us to make us think of past make us like create illusions of future and our body is always present our body can't go past and future so if we ground in the body whether that's through breathing pranayam exercises or through yoga surfing running whatever it is that makes you focus on your body that helps and then helps discern between the mind and the body and then slowly you become more able to discern when is your mind speaking and when is your body speaking because you will notice the subtle differences in your heart in your chest your heart rate your breath and then you know, it's it's a journey, but slowly you become more aware, and you're able to tap into. Oh wait, that's my brain. Oh, okay, that's my body. It must be my heart.
0: Mm, yeah, that was really beautifully put. So for me, you are such a great teacher, as I said earlier on, just the power of transmuting anything to love, and I really see you as being that beacon of unconditional love, and that is just a really strong teaching for you in your life and something that you really strive towards. And I know, you know, just in our friendship and everything, it's like, because that is something that you are striving towards, you just have received a lot of different situations that have tested you. Mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> um, but it's so beautiful to witness you and how you, um, just continue to be humbled, continue to grow, continue to come back to that place and have that as your, as your guiding light. And I don't really know where I'm going here with this question, but if you could speak to anything to to do with that subject of unconditional love, like what does that even, what does that mean to you? and, And how do you really strive to practice that in your life?
1: Well, Unconditional love to me means true love. And what I found is that what most humans and myself obviously until not long ago think of as love is actually attachment and is actually coming from a space of fear usually. Fear of lacking, fear of not being loved, fear of not being enough. And what I have learned through my journey towards understanding unconditional love is that we are love. Therefore, unconditional love is the state that we experience when we no longer fear, when we can deal and own our wounds and triggers, our fear of not being enough our fear of not being loved, then we can love from that space. So it's a journey of going inwards first and really finding how can we be there for ourselves? How can we be kind, compassionate and loving to ourselves to an extent that is just such that we never fall into the trap of may I not be enough? However, I say never, but... We are humans and we fall and we learn and we fall and we learn. And I guess what teaches us about how much we've grown is how long does it take us to go back to to the place in which we feel good, to the place in which we feel in truth and in alignment, right? So I don't think it's lessons is something that you just learn and move on and never again. I don't feel even being completely healed forever. However, yes, unconditional love is something that can only flourish from a space of unconditional self-love. So I hear many people speaking about the power of unconditional love but then not being as kind as they could to themselves of so speaking about being completely in love with somebody but actually being completely attached to somebody. And what helped me to get to the space in which I am now is looking at myself and just understanding that everything that we go through in life it's a reflection of the things that we need to learn so first of all taking full responsibility full responsibility it doesn't matter how much someone's hurting us or how much someone's triggering us or how much full responsibility stop being the victim so that was something that shifted completely my experience of life going through from the space of poor me this person is hurting me so much this person is rejecting me this person is abandoning me abandoning me blah 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 to a space of it is just me and me and we only live to get to ourselves so what can i learn from this Why is this hurting me? Why is this making me feel rejected? Why is this making me feel ignored or abandoned? Because if you, let's just put an example, if you could say something harmful to me, I would probably get triggered. I would probably maybe wonder whether you're right with what you said or not, if I don't love myself enough, right? If you say the same thing to the Dalai Lama, he wouldn't even blink. Why? Because he has achieved that level of self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love within. So it doesn't matter what is happening outside. And I put his example just because I guess it's someone everyone knows about. But yeah, so kind of responsibility is the main and first step for us to really be able to tap into true love. Because for as long as we keep viewing the world and our our experiences in this life, as something that is happening to us, as opposed to something that's happening for us, we'll never really be able to transcend our wounds. So from a space of owning everything that we go through and taking full responsibility, we also gain the power to transform these things, right? And from transforming that, we can then liberate ourselves from a lot of concepts that aren't true. Like, am I enough? Of course you are. Am I loved? Of course you are. But until we tap into that truth, until we can really sink into that knowing that there is nothing that can happen outside ourselves that will shake us, that will make us feel like we're not good enough because we know we are good enough, because we validate ourselves, we celebrate ourselves, we love ourselves, we respect and honor ourselves. When we get to that point, we no longer need validation, approval, attention from external sources. And we will no longer need all of that attention that we used to put into the outside world, looking for all these things we put inside. And when we put that energy and that attention inside, we fill our cup. When our cup is full, we can give for the, from the overflowing. And then we can tap into that unconditional love because it doesn't matter what triggered us, we can still love and just take the lesson, not make a drama out of it, not make, a, not, ma- not make a story out of it, but rather be grateful because every trigger teaches us about ourselves. So we take the lesson with gratitude and we continue to love because we're no longer hiding. But in order to get there, we really need to get to a space in which we can be our own best friend. We can hold ourselves. And as I was speaking to you about my personal experiences and relationships and all of that, I have been able to to experience that. And it's a very new thing for my... I guess, for for me, for my mind, no? To be able to love somebody from a space of full respect, admiration, honoring, and appreciation for this person's essence, this person's freedom and sovereignty. So love no longer comes from a space of I want this from you, I need this from you, come and fill my void, but rather comes from a space of, you are such an amazing human being that I wish only the best for you, whether that includes me or not, whether your actions and your feelings, your desires trigger me, hurt me or not. I want the best for you, and to come to that space. I remember um, someone interviewed me a few months ago on how how unconditional love works again no and one thing that i was sharing is that love for me years ago used to work as i have i think i believe that most humans operate in this in this way too we kind of have this list of invisible mostly subconscious things that we need from the other person, whoever we are choosing to have as a lover or a partner or whatever that is, in order to feel loved, right? So it goes a little bit like that. I have this invisible list, maybe subconscious, so I might not even be aware of it. Therefore, I will definitely not be communicating that list to you of things that I need you to do in order for me to feel loved and acknowledged and seen and all of these things, right? If you don't do every single thing in this list, again, I will be able to know and voice what these things are because I'm not in contact with them. However, if you don't do one of the things in this list, I will feel as though you're not loving me. And therefore I will feel that I'm not, well, I will think, I should say, that I am not safe to love and I will close I will go into a story of protecting myself or I will reject you or take my love away from you because you are not loving me. In my story, in the one I created in my head, right? So that operating from that space, it's completely unhealthy and it doesn't take us, it just takes us nowhere, right? So in the moment we can come into that space within and we can tap in into our inner truth, and acknowledge and honor everything that is. Not how we think we should feel, not how we think we should be, what is. Our wounds, our triggers, our shadow, when we're angry, when we're jealous, when we're fearful, when we're scared, all of it. When we can acknowledge and honor that and just bring more love inside ourselves, then we can release, we can let go, and then we can recognize that we love ourselves, we take care of ourselves and coming into a partnership with somebody, whether that's as a one night loving story, as a, you know, being lovers, being, um, in a relationship, whatever that is. When we come from a space of fully owning a taking responsibility, letting go of the story that we need to be saved and rescued and whatever, um, we can then tap into true unconditional love because we no longer need the other person to come and save us, come and rescue us. When we feel triggered, we go back into that space within ourselves and we go, wait, why can I learn from this? Why am I getting triggered? And a lot of times it comes from a thought that you had when you were three or five or whatever. Like we have so many things that we're not even aware of inside our minds, right? So when we can fully own that, we no longer hard because everything is a blessing. Everything is a lesson. And we can come into that space of just honoring each other as free beings like, like we are. So I no longer need you to do something because there is nothing that you will feel inside myself because that's my responsibility only. And when therefore, when we take full responsibility, then we can start getting taken into that journey towards self-love and then, only then, true unconditional love for others.
0: Mm. So incredible. Just, yeah, so beautifully put. So on this vibration, on this topic, on this theme of unconditional love... I know a lot of your poetry book is infused with this and lots of poems are written with this energy about them. So I heard that you have one that you'd like to read. So if you're feeling to read that now, I'd love to
1: hear it. Of course. Thank you so much, love. (laughs) Well, it's interestingly enough, not... uh, I shouldn't be comparing my poems, but do you know how you have like special love for some of them? This is not one of the ones I thought to be my favorite, but I feel it really talks about what we were just sharing. So, yes. It says, I am learning to love you outside my wounds, there where true love can finally breathe, there where we both can be free to be true. What is that you want? What is that you feel? Outside my wounds, there is no need for judgment. Outside my wounds, I need nothing from you. I am learning to love you from that that place. The place where I've loved all my life from is sad. Sad to believe I needed you to affirm me. Sad to believe that you could save my soul. Rescue me. Make me feel loved. How could I possibly fill my void with a stranger's DNA? How can my universe be completed with a piece of someone else's? I don't need to be rescued. I can love myself up. I will love you, but no longer need you. I am aiming for freedom. I will love you, but this time, my dear, from outside my wounds. And it's called Loving from a Cup That's Full. Beautiful. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm loving. I just love that you've had the initiative to create a book out of these poems. I think it's. I would love to hear a little bit about that process and how it all came together into, into a tangible form, because, you know, I love to write poetry also, and I'm sure a lot of people love to write, but to, to really compile it together in a way that, um, can be received by people. And then to, you know, I guess the business aspect and the, um, just all of that side of it, of really getting it produced and getting it up and out in the world and promoting it. I'd love for you to speak more about that side and how you've gone about getting it actually made and um, yeah, and why you felt to bring it all together into a book.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. So as I mentioned, my first poem after over a decade came through last year, and then it just started to keep happening, right? I just opened that door for poetry and art to flow through me. So I started to share more and more poems on Instagram and Facebook, just as a way of liberating myself. It just felt like I had to. It felt like, well, it came to me. It didn't come from me so I just you know it's it's the way in which I express whatever I'm feeling it's my love it's my heart speaking and the idea of not sharing it felt wrong felt like as if I wasn't accepting and honoring myself so I started to share more and more at the beginning was very it was very confronting and vulnerable because you know my parents follow me on Instagram my grandma has me and facebook so to share certain like erotic poetry and things like that um yeah, yeah. it was a little bit of you <laughs> know a little bit of a thing <laughs> however i just i just did it and you know luckily my my family supports me and they love me unconditionally too and yeah i started to share more and more and i had a lot of people approach me speaking about how my writing inspires them and was helping them to move through things or to understand themselves, their feelings, and to accept themselves more. So it kind of seemed like by me giving myself permission to feel and express anything that was true for me was giving others permission to do the same again more and more people started to reach out saying that they wanted it they wanted a book they wanted to have my poems in a book they wanted to be able to have it in their how do you call it like a bedside table and yeah so that that kept being yeah I sometimes don't know how to call things um I started to have that idea <laughs> you know me I like yeah
0: whatever you are: um, most- I
1: started to have that
0: idea. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry.: Thank you. Keep going.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so I started to have that idea in the back of my mind, and what I did, one time, I recorded one of the poems. I recorded myself reading one of my poems, and a lot of people, a lot of people messaged me on Instagram. You should be doing an audiobook. I love how you read it. I love your voice. And funny enough, when when you and I met, I was so concerned about having an accent and I didn't want to speak and blah blah blah. Anyway, so I remember that I had concept, more and more, actually, like a, yeah,
0: it a was beautiful so to witness so you just like stepping out more and more and just like saying yes to it. And yeah, because we all have our little our little things like for me when I listen to your accent it sounds beautiful and I love hearing you speak and I love the tone Thank of you. it and the you know the way you articulate yourself but it's like we all just have those little things those little insecurities but um yeah you're amazing and you just <laughs> you just show up through them and move through them so beautifully and gracefully but anyway continue your story Thank you
1: love. You inspired me. You inspired me a lot to do that. I remember we were spending a lot of time together when Mm -hmm. that was happening. And I got very inspired and encouraged by you. So for that, I'm grateful.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, yeah, well, so it just started to happen that more and more people were asking for it. However, I never planned on... I've been wanting to be a writer since I was six when I wrote my first song but i never had an agenda with it and to be fully honest what happened is that i was in an ayahuasca ceremony and the message came through it was like this needs to be out this needs to be out so i obviously wasn't in australia and and then As soon as I came back, I locked myself in a house for two weeks and I didn't do anything else than creating space for poetry to come. So I put all the poems that I had already written through months and months together and I had about 40 poems probably. And within a week or a week and a half, I wrote another 60 poems or so. And, yeah, I just had to create that space. So I didn't see anybody. I didn't talk on the phone, just, like, the very necessary things that I needed to do for my business and for my mom because otherwise she freaked out. <laughs> she doesn't speak to me in two weeks. But, um, yeah, I spoke very little to other people, tried not to check Instagram, you know, which is, like, go in, do the post that I had to do, go out. And just create a lot of space for that to come through. So I spent a lot of time swimming in the ocean, sitting in the grass and meditating and praying and doing my thing. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. And, and then when I felt that it was time, that it was done, I contacted a, an editor. And I got them to read proof the whole book and, you know, just put it in the layout that was correct, the copywriting, all of that. And my beautiful friend Mas was kind enough to offer to do the cover for me because I, I didn't want anything. I just wanted a white cover with the name of it because, because it wasn't about anything else. And then The book is called Intimacy Within and that's all it meant for me intimacy within that space that space that I had been creating for years to get to know myself to get to love myself to get to experience life in the way that I do know and that space that I had to create in order to be able to write the book so yeah a lot of my friends my family they were like wait what you just published a book I didn't know you were writing a book I was like,
0: I wasn't, I, wasn't. I was like I just that half. It seemed like it just came out of <laughs> nowhere. I know you'd been talking about it a bit, but it was just, yeah. And it's so beautiful to hear that it was just that vision, you know, from the mother. And then it was just on, you know, <laughs> and that you just trusted, yeah. you listened and then you acted. And look what yeah. can happen when you really do surrender to that and do what you know exactly. you need to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. I just literally locked myself in a house and within less than two weeks I had published a book. It took me actually it it took me a few days to write it and then another few, once it was all done, I had the cover, I had the copywriting, it was all done. And I took a few days of actually inquiring. Do I really need to publish this? Do I really need to put myself in such a vulnerable space? And I freaked out for a little bit because I was like, well, my whole life, I felt like when I was a kid and growing up, I felt like I didn't really fit in, right? Like the things I cared about were the pollution in this earth or, or love, as I mentioned, in such a deep level, or I I loved... Old music and old movies and poetry, and I started writing erotic poetry when I was way too young for it, and all these things, so publishing this book was kind of a public statement of how much I don't fit in, so that was very confronting, and I sat there for days and I meditated, and I was like, "Well, I read the book, can I just keep it to myself and I just read it what I need And it was very clear it was no. has to be published so so i kind of had to get a little bit over myself and just do it and now i'm very glad i did because after well you asked me about the logistic behind it yes i hired a an editor and they did that for me then my friend did the cover for me and then i self-published for several reasons several reasons one um it was so clear that it had to be done and it had to be done in that space that i had no time to really send in to um excuse me publisher and wait to hear back from them and blah 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 secondly some of the poems are in spanish and i didn't want to translate them at all so that's something that i explained in the introduction of the book And as I mentioned to you before, I was very sad the time that I realized that you can lose the essence and the magic of a message when you translate it to another language. So some of the poems came through me in Spanish, and I just did not want to compromise that. And I knew that to publish it in Australia, I would have to either make only English poems. Or translate the Spanish ones. And I just did not want to do that. So I did it in my own way. Also, I didn't, have to, I didn't want to have to cut any poems if they were erotic, if they were speaking about spiritual awakening, and maybe that wasn't too commercial at someone's view. So yeah, I just decided to do it in my own way. So the way I did it, I went into this website called lulu.com lulu.com. You can also do the same in Amazon, and you have the option of self-publishing. So you don't have to pay anything upfront. You just have to make sure that the the script kind of follow all the requisites that they that they mention. And yeah, you just upload everything and publish it. Then they do take a a lot of money, but still, you get more. That what you could get if you did it through a publisher. The good things about doing it with a publisher is that they promote it for you and they just help you um, sell a lot more. So just being completely transparent, I get about $2 per book and I give half of that to an organization called One Tree Planted. So for each book that I sell, i give money to plant a tree in the amazonian forest of brazil because i just didn't feel right about taking and not giving and that just felt right it was like okay for every little book i will plant a whole tree that feels okay so yeah that's how it has come about and yeah, a lot of self-love, a lot of self-honoring, a lot of self-acceptance. And I definitely had to step into that space of being my own best friend and, you know, just being there for myself through that process. And I mean, like, it's okay. It's okay. You fear that people would judge you if you talk or speak about spiritual awakening. It's okay. You fear that people would judge you if you speak about self-pleasure or Smutching or erotic desires it's okay just kind of being that it's true for you therefore it's okay there is actually a poem that i could share with you that kind of speaks a little bit about this yeah go for it this is one of the ones that made me feel more vulnerable that's why I like sharing it because good. it's still it still brings me to the edge, you know. <laughs> I love I love bringing a little bit of spicy to my ego comfort zone and just get it like. <laughs> You're so good at that. Um, just yeah. so that it doesn't get too comfortable. <laughs> Thank you. So the poem it's called "Golden Juice." Golden drop drifts from the sky, juice from the cores of the earth, makes a wild itinerary down towards my lips, wet and continues slowly down my chest. Goosebumps in my breasts, smoothing down my skin, tracing a new path towards the portals of my pleasance, fingers of self-love, liberation's rhythm. Once the shame was gone, I was shown a new existence, mine, freedom to express anything I wanted. Never a resistance towards what was true for me. climax of water. Expanding out of fear. Find out that my hands will use to create pleasure's music. Orgasms for freedom. Far from the oppression. Embedding a queen that does not need their affirmation. Confidence while walking. A sacred path of service. Never to be afraid of. Always well protected. Covering ancient wisdom. Opening to guidance. Following the heart's calling, the golden guiding light.
0: I love that so much. I don't think I've heard that one before.
1: You probably haven't, it's in the book. Okay. you have to give my book a new reading. (laughs) I haven't read that one. (laughs) So (laughs) beautiful. So that is one of the ones that I was like, really, I have to share this? It Mm -hmm. says self fingers, fingers of self love, it says orgasm, it says this and that. I was like, this is way out of my comfort zone. But, you know, by giving ourselves permission to be ourselves, we're giving others the opportunity to feel the same, to feel free. And if I want free for humanity, freedom, For humanity then I have to embody that freedom myself so that's how it all came about yeah amazing I love you so
0: much for that vision that you hold just consistently of just you're just here as a change maker you're here to just be an embodiment of Of unconditional love and vulnerability and grace and beauty and yeah you just radiate that all of the time and it's super inspiring and I'm so grateful to know you Um, if people want to buy the book how can they do it and anything else that you want to share about how people can connect to you on social media Mm
1: mm-hmm Well, to buy the book, they can either go to my website, which is secretassets.com, and they will find it. And otherwise, they can go directly to lulu.com. They will find it as well under the name of Intimacy Within. And it will soon be available in Amazon and Google Books, but I haven't got there yet. I have way too many projects going on. Um, But yeah, just my website. They will find a direct link to buy it from there. Sometimes I have the link on my Instagram as well, but it varies week to week. And to connect with me, well, as, as I've mentioned, I coach. So that's a beautiful way that I love connecting with people in. And so, yeah, definitely if anybody feels the call to reach out for support whether it is to tap into finding home back into the heart and getting to a space in which they feel more empowered more loved within themselves or more encouraged to do the things that they want to do and really live the life that they dream of then I would love to support them on that anybody that is feeling that they have some projects they would like to bring into fruition but they haven't yet or they have to break through some limitations, some fears whether that is for a business purpose or just for life itself, it's all related really um, I'm here to support people in that, so 100% they can contact me through Instagram, through my Facebook page or straight away to send me an email, contact at stivitasis.com but yeah, many ways. Just, I guess you can share the Instagram handle and people can connect with me through there or my website. And, and usually I'm pretty good at responding fairly quick. And I do happen to have some spots for coaching available at the moment. They will probably fill up quickly because I'm going to New Zealand Spirit Festival next week and I'll be doing a workshop there. So. That might happen, but yes, I do have some spots. I love connecting with people. For those who simply want to read what I share, that might or might not be in the book. I read a lot on Instagram. I post mostly daily, and I just share my thoughts on life, on love, unconditional love. I share the lessons I learn and the way in which I learn them. I'm pretty raw and authentic in the way I share myself. I really aim to be a conscious leader. So yes. Yes there's there's many ways and I would love to connect I'd love to hear from anybody that might be listening to this podcast and has any questions or it's felt inspired or resonated with anything that we shared because it's always lovely to just expand the tribe and that's what we're here for really like I just see this is my mission I I think we need more leaders that really excuse me, but really give a shit about this earth, about humanity, about all beings. So that's what I love doing. I love supporting people so we can all tap into that endless, limitless power that we have within. So definitely reach out, whether you want coaching, whether you want to come to one of the events that I run or, or just simply say hi and just ask any questions, whatever that is, I'm here and I love connecting. With anybody that feels cold to the soul. Ah ho! Oh! Thank you so much. I just really want to say thank you, love, because it's not only such a um, dream becoming reality for you and I to be doing this, as you mentioned, we've been dreaming it for a few months, but also thank you for everything that you do and everything that you. As an intention as well, like all the videos and interviews and writing, everything that you do, even through photography, you just share that that vision, that mission of really bringing humanity together to walk the beauty way, really coming to a space in which we can all just be in peace and love with each other. And I really see how you embody that that path of service, and I'm very grateful for you.
0: I'm so grateful for you. It's so beautiful to have met you and be able to walk the beauty way with you. And I'm so excited for all of the adventures that we're going to have down the track. It's like I, and speaking yes. to you, I just miss you so much. <laughs> mm. I just, yeah, I mm. love you so much. And I'm really excited to see you again. And thank you so much for saying yes to doing this and sharing so beautifully. And I'm so excited to put this up and out there and, Have people receive you and all of the medicine that you carry. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much.